0: What we want to do is we want to make sure that we're validating their feelings. Yeah. That they actually have a voice yeah. in the matter. Because yeah. that's important. Most children do not feel like they have a voice.
1: Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Family Care Learning Podcast. My name is Brandon Jones. I'm the director of Arizona Family Counseling and Christian Family Care. With me today, I have Steve and his wife, Deanna, and they have uh, been sharing with us a step family, merge family curriculum Mm -hmm. that has just been created or born out of just a ton of work with uh, some pastors and then drawing on your own experience. And so if you haven't checked out the previous this podcast, uh, check them out below, where we're working through this curriculum and just kind of giving a brief intro to that. And so the the uh, the curriculum that we're working on today is the R in the merge, so M E R, and the R stands for recognize, right? And so what's what's yeah. this R recognize
0: about? So. In, in recognizing, what we've done is we've kind of taken a look at uh, three general phases okay. that a step family can go through. Yeah. And I want to say can go through because, not, again, every step family is different. So yeah. dynamics can be different. Yeah. But um, so we look at uh, the crisis phase, the healthy or the stable phase, I'm sorry, yeah. and then the healthy phase. Okay. And what we do is we talk about uh, tools. That or what what does the fa- each phase look like? Yeah. So how you so you can identify it, tools that can help you get from one phase to the next phase. And the idea here is just to be able to embrace where you're at within your family. Yeah, it's so important. It's not. It's not. We have to get to the next phase. It's let's embrace where we are. And there are things that we can even in a crisis phase. There's things that we can embrace.
1: Okay. So can we take the crisis phase and just kind of what what does that look like a little bit and. Uh, yeah.
0: Sure. Well, I think you know one of the first things to understand here, though, is that um, we say phase. It's not that you move from one phase to the next phase to the next phase yeah. in a linear fashion. Yeah. Um, you may enter your step family at a, at a completely different phase. Think about it. Is it's you know, therapeutically, we talk about you know the the uh, stages of grief. Oh, great uh, point. Five yeah. stages of yeah. grief. Right. Um, and with grief, you know, the person who's who's going through grief, who's experienced loss, may enter grief, the grieving process, at any one of those five stages, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily move through them in a linear fashion. And once you've gone through a phase, that doesn't mean that you're not going to go back to that <laughs> right. particular phase, right, right? or yeah. stage, I should say. Yeah. So we kind of think of the the same thing when we talk about these phases within okay. a step family, okay? That okay. We, that we're yeah. looking to embrace. So please don't think of them in linear, and don't think that you know once you've. Checked one box, yeah. You know that you're never going to come back to it. You'll never have crises again because you are going to.
1: That's such a good point. And so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, the stages of grief, like the Kubler Ross stages. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait, we're in stable now. How do we, as you mentioned, the second one, right? Stable. Yeah, right, right. And it's like, there must be something wrong if we go back to crisis phase. It's like, well, no, no, this is just what's, what, where we're at with <laughs> kind of this season of our step family or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So so what is crisis phase what what kind of things do you kind of briefly touch on with crisis phase?
0: Um so crisis phase I mean really it's it's just in the name of itself, you know, yeah. we're experiencing a lot of crisis. Crisis is kind of like the overwhelming theme of our step family. Yeah. We're always in crisis. Yeah. Um,
2: miscommunication. Right. Yeah. Uh behavior yeah, coming out of kids right. and or adults, adults in the family, yeah, right? right? <laughs> I was going to say, that's not just
0: limited to kids sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So identifying what that looks like, okay, that's important. Yeah. And, and that, that one's obviously a very easy one. But we also want to give tools on how do you okay not only survive during that phase, but also be able to move on. And there are things that you can do to work yourself towards a more stable, yeah. Phase. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, uh, we're not going to go into it today, but one of the things is, is developing a parenting plan. And I mm. think that that is one of the most crucial things. Yeah. Uh, because we already talked about in one of the previous sessions that parenting is one of the biggest issues. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, merged families deal with. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So developing a parenting plan, I think, is key. But there's also another tool that we offer, and we, we, uh, we don't have some fancy name for it or anything like that, <laughs> but we just call it the triangle. And oddly enough, method. I've even okay. used this in, in therapy sessions yeah. that have nothing to do with step families because yeah. I think it's a wonderful kind of a tool. So what we're doing is we're looking at let's, uh, discipline mm. with kids. Uh, we're looking at that in in a sense of what we want to do is the, with the triangle we have three points that we want to make sure yeah. that we hit, and we can move around that, and we can go in between. You know, we can. Yeah. There's not a specific order with this either, just like there isn't with the phases. Yeah. But uh, what we what we do is we look at discipline from the standpoint of validation, validating our child and how they feel okay mm. about yeah. whatever it is that is involving the discipline. Yeah. Um, and then uh. The discipline itself, or the boundaries, or whatever yeah. that looks like, but the yeah. discipline, the negative aspect of yeah. it. And then also adding in love and grace. Mm. And I think that's very important. So you're kind of, you know, you, you think of a, of a sandwich. A lot of people talk about that. And you yeah. you want to sandwich bad news, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. news, bad yeah. news, yeah. good news, yeah. right? So it's kind of along that same concept. But um, it, it's, it takes it a little bit deeper. And I don't mm. want to go into all of it. But, you know, we, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're validating their feelings. Yeah. That they... Actually, have a voice yeah. in the matter because yeah. that's important. Most children do not feel like they have a voice.
1: Yeah, I th- thinking about uh, for those of you that are just joining us, if you haven't checked out the other podcast, check them out below. But one of the things that we had discussed before is that this idea of that children didn't have a choice in right. in this right, and so mm-hmm. it's like as they're going through all this grief and loss, right? Like you're, they're going to need this validation, or it's like, Hey, if you don't hear me, I'm just going to shut down. Right. Right. Like, and so I Mm -hmm. can see how this, this triangle approach is like, let me be intentional. Knowing one of your needs is to be validated because Mm -hmm. you're going through grief and loss, especially early on. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. wow. Like I just, right. Like, and so this is one tool that I would imagine. So going from Crisis blow ups or right, arguments and all this tension, grieving and loss, and it's going. Here's one way to parent with this triangle uh, that can really help your child even kind of move the, through this.
0: Well, and also with the with the uh, crisis phase, I I kind of skipped over this, yeah. and I just realized that, and that is we didn't talk about you know that there are things that you can embrace. Mm which is really difficult for us to even conceive that why would, why would you want to embrace <laughs> anything <laughs> about crisis? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Crisis equals negativity. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, nobody
2: yeah. wants to be there. Yeah, I'm usually One of the key points yeah.
0: that we wanna bring up is that this is only for a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That gives us the freedom and the opportunity to be able to embrace the fact that we are going through this, but it's only for a season. There is there is a light at the end of the yes. tunnel. We may not see it right yet. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not a freight train coming our way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Metallica reference yes. for the day. But, yeah, we, we, we want to be able to embrace something within that phase. And, and that's important to know, that this is only for a season. You're not going to remain in crisis forever.
1: yeah. It, it's interesting how many people that I think I've worked with in in the counseling department where part of the ickiest part of the crisis is they don't have that belief that it's going – it's a season. It's going to end. Yeah. And so they're like, this is going to be my lot in life forever. Yeah. And it's so – dysregulating to the to the to the people that are going through it and so it's like right that alone right of just being able to kind of have that nugget and hold on to that truth yeah thank we, you for that yeah we tend
0: to only see the here and now
1: yeah yeah and so we're it's just a season so then the next season after crisis is stable yeah and so what's what's that look like
2: stable the stable phase is kind of like you know arguments are at a minimum. There's not much talking back from the teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. parents are getting along. All of that, all yeah. of that good stuff. Um, but you don't just want to coast along, right? right? You right. want to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so there, there's positives and there's negatives to coasting along because you're never going to get growth if you're right. just coasting along, right? right. Yeah. And then. Um, and one of the really good things um, that can be positive in the coasting phase yeah. is being able to look back over the next or the last six months or 12 months. Where were you? Where was your family? Where was yes. your marriage? Yeah. Uh, where was your relationship with that stepchild? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where were you then? Where are you now? Mm. What has changed? How far have you come? Mm. And so... It's not going to be, it's not like it's a one and done if, right. if something pops up in your family. That's why we go back and forth yeah. to the different yeah. phases. Um, but as you see God bringing you through all of the crises and get you to a point of being able to just go,
0: <sighs> yeah.
2: okay, I'm yeah. coasting for just a minute, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but remembering that he always wants to take you to the next level. It can yes. always be better.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: I yep. love that, right? Like even as you were talking about that, I just noticed I was like, like I sighed, right? Because there's almost this breath of relief. And in that phase, I think so many times people can almost be stuck in expecting the crisis instead of going, hey, this, it hasn't been that horrible the last weeks or months or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like by looking back and kind of really comparing that. And I think even thinking about my own experience of, Yeah, there was a lot of expectation because of all the crises that had happened early on that it was just like a kind of for probably much longer than I needed to expected that as a child in a blended family. It was just like and so I was like, man, I wonder how much uh, stress that we all would have been able to let go of if if just by going, hey, let's, man, do you see, like, we're not fighting as much as we used to or not as many problems? Like, I, I imagine that would create a great deal of uh, peace or kind
0: of like, hey, this is not Hey, we're, so, not yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we're not so bad. <laughs> <evil right laughs> we're not so awful right now. We're doing okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah and I think in in life in general always being retrospective looking back and, and seeing the growth and the progress that we've made is, yeah. is important in all aspects of life but it's really critical within a step family I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, and, and we, you know, as, as leaders and as, you know, counseling couples together, the way we have, we've gotten to see that where it's like, you know, couples, they're, they they do not see it themselves. Like you were just saying, Yeah, you know, all they see is the crisis, even though yeah. the crises may be few and far between now right. in the stable phase, all they see are the crises. Yeah. And we've been able to point out, Hey, let's look it back six months ago, <laughs> yeah. where were you at? Yeah. And then they describe where they were six months ago. And then it's like, describe where you are today. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see those, you literally see the light bulbs go off and you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. we yeah. have come a long way. Yeah. And it just, it, it can change your
1: perspective. I'm thinking about, yeah. well, like Paul talks about that in Ephesians where it's like, hey, remember where you were when you were dead in your mm-hmm. sins and now where you're at, right? And right. you're just like yeah what a difference that makes and so yeah i just i'm going that totally makes sense biblically and how we kind of look back and just from like an emotional kind of perspective
0: it instills hope
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah of like hey we got this far like okay we are making progress yeah I love that. And so you mentioned like this triangle tool. Um, are there any tools that kind of help you move from the stable phase to, was it the healthy phase that's next?
0: Yeah, we want to move towards the healthy phase. And yeah. yeah, there's 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 a few different things that we talk about. We we offer a tool that um, is for the couples themselves with their communication. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Dr. Gary Chapman, he is famous oh, yeah. for his five love languages, yeah. right? Well, yeah. he also wrote another book. And, and out of that book, we pull out some things. There's the five types of intimacy. Okay um and we talk about those but we're really what to uh, hone in on here today in this podcast is is really the five love languages yeah. and understanding the love languages of not only your spouse but of your of your children your yeah. stepchildren in fact I, Deanna was really the one that, that this was really impactful for her
2: I um Somebody mentioned the five love languages to me. I'd never heard of it before. And they had the kid copy, like, okay. you know, yeah. understanding your children's love language. They let me borrow it. I read it. I'm like, this is an amazing tool. How have I never heard of this right. before? Yeah. Now, granted, it was 20 years ago. I don't I, <laughs> right, I don't right, know yeah. when it originally came out, but I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. And so I needed to become a PhD, not only in Steve, but also in all of the girls, all four of them, right? So I would start asking questions, kind of like, would you rather, right? So would you rather go to the mall and Mm. have me buy you something that is really meaningful to you, like... what are those stuffed bear things? <laughs> oh, <You
1: know, laughs> the build-a-bear. All the build-a-bears, build-a-bear yeah. 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 Like,
2: because I know that that's a gift thing yeah. that has a memory attached to it. And yeah. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, would you rather go to the beach and just spend the day together? <laughs> yeah. And then as they would answer, I would kind of keep mental track in my mind yeah. and then, speak as loudly as I could in their love language. Mm. Now, there were six of us in our family. (laughs) There are five love languages. So there were two people, there were only two Two people that that had the same primary love language. And it was Steve, and it was the stepdaughter that I had the hardest time with. Part of the reason it was because it was quality time. Oh, okay. Dad wanted my quality time. She wanted dad's quality time. And I'm like, and (laughs) I'm acts of service. I'm like, everybody just needs to clean the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
1: can't (laughs) spend quality time. Pick up those towels. (laughs) Green towels. Green towels on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting just saying that, right? Like as as it's kind of popping up personal experience, I remember my stepdad who was uh, very trying to be very generous and he was a gift, right? And gifts is one of the lowest on my right, right? But it was like this kind of like, Why are you not more grateful for all these gifts I'm giving you And that just wasn't – he wasn't speaking my language. And it wasn't that I didn't appreciate it, but it didn't move me the same way because it was like he was speaking a foreign language to me, right? And it's just like I wasn't receiving what he was sending. And how important would it be? Right. For this merge merging of families and you're trying to build attachment as quickly as possible and connections. And it's like, how more important would it be to go? I need to speak your language. So you receive yeah. it. It's like, wow. Well, and that's yeah. a great
0: example of how we tend to speak the loudest, the language that we love the most. Yes. Yeah you know, and yeah. you're right. And it's, it takes training. Yeah. You know, it, it. we have to train ourselves how to speak somebody else's love language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll go ahead. Yeah. I was
2: going to say, yeah. And like you were talking about that's lowest on your list, yeah. right? Like probably coming in at five of right, five. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my five of five of is uh, words of affirmation. Mm. So he can tell me this stuff all the time. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm great, yeah, and, and right. not really. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, not, <laughs>
2: yes. And not in in a condescending way, or you know, yeah. the I do appreciate the words, right? But it's like really acts are the things that get me. Yes. And I remember walking into my bedroom after work one day. All the laundry was done. It was all folded. It was on the bed. Yeah. And I walked out and I was like, who did this? And my stepdaughter that was living with us at the time, she goes, It must have been the laundry fairy and walked (laughs) off. That was the first time that she spoke my love language.
1: Oh wow. And she
2: saw the reaction that I had. And so that is going back to, you know, training our kids first, right? Yeah. She saw it in me. Yeah. She saw me doing it, and then she followed she suit. She picked up so. on it.
1: Oh, right. when I got and to benefit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there. I think sometimes with good intentions, if you're not speaking the right language, it can almost be offensive when it's like, like I said with my stepdad, he's like, hey, you didn't like what I got you. It's right. like, no, that's yeah. not it. It just doesn't mean that much to yeah. me. And so, yeah, I think, wow, what a, and I imagine, like, you to your point, right, like, we kind of have to be the interpreters for our kids as the bigger, stronger, kinder, more regulated individuals, right? Leading the family. It's like we have to lead by it for them to even pick up on speaking the different languages like that. And, so,
2: and that's not saying that as adults we don't have feelings and that right. we don't get hurt or anything right. like that. But sometimes you have to be the hero, right? Yeah. So if you're going to be the hero for your kids, whether you're, they're your bio kids or your step yeah, then be the hero. Mm. Make that decision.
1: Yeah. I could see how this spending intentional time and energy, if you're at a stable family phase, mm-hmm. could really kind of grow this into a healthy, thriving
0: family. Right? Yes, exactly. Which, well, like, and you, yeah. you think about it in the terms of uh, remember the foundation that we talked about a few yeah. podcasts ago. Yeah. And. You know, right here is where you really see the foundations and where you're at with them. Like crisis yeah. phase, that foundation is still a little shaky, <laughs> right, right? Right. Yeah. But you, know, you get to this sport, phase. Yeah. You get to this phase, the stable phase, and and all of a sudden you're realizing that's that foundation, is, is really starting to solidify. Yeah. It's starting to harden. Yeah. And become stronger.
1: And we can build on it. Yes. Right? Like we, we can build these relationships on this foundation. Right. Right. I'm like oh, I love that. And so then the final phase is this healthy phase. Yeah.
0: And so, Which kind of like the crisis phase, the healthy phase kind of speaks for itself, yeah, doesn't it? But, yeah. but really what you want to identify, here, what you see here is that communication is probably at its all time best. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. is learning how to communicate. Love languages are being spoken to one another yeah. on a regular basis. That foundation that we just spoke about yeah. is really becoming stronger now. And so- Not, not perfect. And, no. Right. Not perfect. Yes. Not perfect. Good point. But here's here's a key though, is that when crises do come up, like when we kind of slide back to yeah. that crisis phase, here's how you slide back into that phase, by the way, is that when the crisis comes up, that's all you see is the crisis.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now you've slipped back into the crisis phase. Yeah. But staying in this healthy phase, when a crisis comes up, it's like you almost see it as an opportunity to grow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh we've been through crises before we know how to manage this we know how to deal with it we can we can we got this and what
2: are we supposed to learn from this
0: yes exactly what are we supposed to learn from it yeah
1: which i love i'm so excited about our next podcast right because it's kind of the get ready right of like let's get ready for Mm -hmm. some of these things that are gonna maybe cause crises Mm -hmm. in our in our lives in this. And so Steve and Deanna, thank you so much for sharing uh, this, uh, just a little bit more about this curriculum. And again, for those of you that are out there that are going, we are definitely in the crisis phase and we need some help arizona family counseling christian family care like we want to be there for you we want to support your family and strengthen your family would you check out the link below at arizona where we have therapists that are would be thrilled to meet with you and support you in whatever phase that you're in thanks for joining us